I remember all of us guys being like, fuck, it's Jason, you know? Um, and he came up to every single one of us and he shook our hands and said, hi, I'm Jason. And in my head, I'm thinking, I don't need to say that. Yeah, like, I, can, I, know I kind of know who you, who you are. are. Yeah. Like, don't, don't worry. Like, I know exactly who you are. Even the way he asked that question is trying to avoid giving her an ick. Like, you get yeah. me? This guy does not want to end up in an Ohlone thread. <laughs> like, he's just <laughs> like... <laughs> Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Popcorn for Dinner. Today I'm going to be talking about Ted Lasso. Um, I'm joined by my very good friend Emmanuel. Hey guys. Emmanuel, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Excited to talk about the good episode again. Yeah, and uh, we also have Ibube today joining us. Um, Ibube was on the last episode, which we thoroughly enjoyed. Ibube, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm feeling pretty optimistic. I'm looking at the application I have in my hand to be Killy's new agent because she needs better people. <laughs> she does need better people. <laughs> um, so guys, later in this episode, um, we've got a special episode for you, actually. Um, Bankole is going to be talking with someone that has been a part of Richmond's team since season one. Um, and they're going to be talking about what it is like to be on set. Um, and what it's like working on the show as well. So um, make sure you stay through to the end, please. It would be, I'll start with you, I guess. Um, how did you find this episode? I thought the episode was solid. Um, another sort of good, emotional, yet poignant Ted Lasso episode. Something where you got a chance to learn about how the characters feel about the world, you know. Um, this show is very wholesome, but it's not afraid to pack its punches in terms of, you know, what makes characters tick and what kind of affects them. So I like that we delved into something that does happen in the real world yet again, but this time it was something a little bit, a little, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's still you know, on the same scale as something like, you know, bullying, something like harassment, th like the things Sam was going through um, last week. But we're looking at a different aspect of that, wh where things, where this aspect of cyberbullying is more along the lines of exploitation. And it was interesting to see how a character would deal with that and how the other characters would rally around that person. So I, I definitely enjoyed that level of exploration. There were good conversations, good discussions, had different perspectives. So it really allowed us to kind of connect with people and figure out where we stood as an audience. Yeah, um, I agree. And I think one thing that Ted Lasso also does really well is to show us how these um, issues affect, obviously, celebrities as and you know, your day-to-day -day people, if you want to put it like that, like, um, but, you know, before we get into that as well, I want to get Ima's thoughts on the episode as well. What did you think, Ima? Yeah, I thought it was a really good episode. Um, like I said, we've still, like, gotten what we got, like, last week of, like, a really important issue being addressed. But I think it also went back into, like, what the whole show has been about, like, from the first episode, which is, like, Ted is so happy, so positive and everything. I, I don't know if you remember, but the very first episode ends with like 
I think it's a phone call about his divorce. And it's like, this is someone that is so happy and so positive. But then, like, you'd expect that, you know, that means everything is perfect in his life. But, like, no, like, things are actually rough. And in spite of that, he's still himself. So it's stronger. So I like that we go back to that. Um, and I just like, yeah, I just like how we touched on, on, you know, different relationships and different ways people process things. And, you know, I think one thing as well that was quite important in the thing was also like, again, we're going to talk about the issue and stuff is more like trying to remove yourself. Like don't try and like let the focus be on the victim. Like what do mm-hmm. they need? How do they feel? You know, not how it affects you, even though it's something we probably do unconsciously, which we saw in this episode. So I thought it was just nice of the show to actually like show that. Yeah, Roy. Um, <laughs> Roy and Jack as well, to be fair. And it's like, yeah, people are thinking of how something reflects on them rather than the person going through that particular thing. And, you know, that's strong. Um, that really like rang true for me. Yeah, I, <laughs> now that everybody has mentioned Roy, um, it, it, I, I didn't like that move from him. It's like, not a good look. I know look, he's, yeah, it's not a good yeah. look at all. I know he's healing, but in that time, someone needs a friend. Mm-hmm. Someone needs, uh, like a hug. Someone needs, like, you know, empathy, sympathy, mm-hmm. you know, and, in that moment, he just made it about himself. Mm-hmm. And it's just as a person going through that, it, it, it stinks because it's like, I'm going through this and what you're thinking of is your ego. Like, yeah. It's that, yeah, that's horrible. And I hope he really goes all out to like really apologize because that wasn't, that wasn't on. I give props to the show though, because like, obviously it's not a good thing. And Roy is like a protagonist on the show. Like it takes, got to allow your protagonist to make that kind of mistake but it's also exactly. very like realistic as well mm-hmm. um like it's a very human response so like it's not like i feel like oh crap they've made roy a dickhead he would never do that it's like no like it's actually a human thing because one thing i'm starting to learn as well like when watching all these shows most times i'm like oh why would you do that but it's like you kind of have to show people feel so people can learn that it's wrong like a lot of people without seeing that would not know that this kind of thing is wrong. So yeah, I just appreciate the guts of the show to actually do that. And it was hard to watch, but you know, I think it's, it's, it's a, part of what makes this a great yeah, show. Yeah, it's, it's a really cool thing about Ted Lasso, honestly. Um, like you said, they're not afraid to let their characters fail and learn. And I think that's because Ted Lasso is one of those shows that actually feels very responsible for its messaging, I feel. Like it's, it's like it's like these guys have sat around the, the the table in the writers' room, and they're like, "What do we want to see? Like, what do we want to have this person do? What would this someone in this person's situation actually think? You know, what is the message we're trying to send out into the world? Like, they know that they actually have a platform, and they want to actually, you know, use it responsibly. They don't want to endorse things that they shouldn't be endorsing i think that there are some shows where like you know somebody would do that type of thing and then the person would actually be asked the question like the person in keely's position would actually go on to like give them assurance like oh no it, it wasn't you or something like that um as yeah sure some real life people would do that but that doesn't send it doesn't drive home enough the message that you probably shouldn't ask that in that situation you know showing keely uncomfortable to be hearing that um is I I think a very good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she she drove off 
Yeah, no, Ted Lasso is a very educative um, show. And even while still on like Keely and the video leaking, we also see like the dynamics in the relationship of someone who is way richer, someone Mm -hmm. who is more powerful, someone who who is in like, say for a, dif- a different tax bracket for example and mm-hmm. we compare that with someone else so who can call Bernard or no uncle I was like oh sorry get I said Uncle Bernie you know it's like whoa bruh and even in a way whilst, whilst doing that they still manage to also talk about like how dynamics of getting with your boss essentially mm-hmm. can be very muddy waters. Yeah. You get exactly. what I mean? Because whilst your boss is, you know, cares about you, ETC, like Jack in this instance, Jack still has to protect her professional. Yeah. Her exact words were, it's not a good gains. look for me. Exactly. Yep. Which is terrible. Yeah. Which is very terrible. And Jack had a very, very, she had a very poor reaction to the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even in the midst of all this that Kili is going through, she has to hear Jack refer to her as a friend to someone mm-hmm. else. Yeah, and by the way, the, the, the show, having them just go on in that moment without addressing what just happened. Because I think a lot of the time when we watch TV, somebody does that. And then the person that they were talking to goes away and it's like, oh, so friend, huh? This show didn't do yeah, that. Like yeah, the, the realistic the thing that actually happens usually is you just move on, you just continue going, and then later on maybe you bring it up yeah, or you you'll be bubbling that, under yeah. the surface. That was so accurate, and it really showed you know Jack's face there because it's like my question. My, my question is as I saw that were like, okay, is it that she's not fully out yet, or she doesn't want people to know she's dating a CEO of one of her portfolio companies? Or she doesn't want people to know she's dating Keely. Or she doesn't want to, people to know she's dating somebody whose nudes are out and hasn't addressed it. Exactly. Right? Like, which one of these things? Is it one or more of those things? Right? What kind of person yeah. Jack is could kind of be determined by which of those things it is. And it I is. thought that was very yeah. interesting because Keely, um, Juno Temple did some amazing acting, just portraying like her reactions acting, to, yeah. yeah, just to, to just her, her reactions to the way everybody else reacted to it, whether it was Roy, um, mm-hmm. Jack, um, Jamie, all these people. I think that that was really impressive because she, and even the people at her office, right? She, just yeah. the general discomfort slash humiliation while, you know, not regretting that she sent that video at the time she sent it to someone she cared about. Right. Yeah. I think that that was good, and she really portrayed that range of feeling different things at the same time. Yeah, I think the show has a lot to say about like power dynamics in that relationship because, yeah. like earlier in the episode, Jack was talking about taking Keely and showing her off in the polo thing, basically mm-hmm. as her girlfriend, and then all the, the that's right before the whole. She leak said the word girlfriend. Then, yeah. Yeah. And now the whole leak happens, and it's now a friend, and it's like. When you're in these like you know what's it called um uneven power based relationships kind of thing you end up where you know the person who's on the lower end of the spectrum you almost kind of feel like everything you do is a reflection of the other person like you're you're bringing shame to them it's either you're, you it's almost like a child to a parent it's like you're either bringing shame or pride to them kind of thing 
and you're not just you anymore. It's not just like, oh, okay, my girlfriend's thing leaked. It's more like my girlfriend's thing leaked, but um, she's also thinking of my company. So that is a bad look. So it means that like, oh, maybe I just picked her because I was attracted to her. You start thinking all these things of, of what people will say. And I feel like that's why Jack, you know, we got to the point of the statement and all these things because it's like, how do we make it? So it's not about a failure on my path in like identifying that, you know, you are like this or something like that. And it's just a very unfair space to be in. And the same way, like a kid craves, you know, approval from their parents and stuff. It's like from your partner, like when you're not equal and you're now like having to fight for that approval, it's just like a very unhealthy space to be in, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agreed. And I think this episode, Keely really needed somebody to, to, especially Jack being the closest person um, to her at the moment. And it's interesting that she did this, like you guys have both touched on, you know, after she was the one that came out to the office to make that public announcement, you know, um, she was the one that has kind of had this public displays of affection and in a way now she's wanting to keep the relationship private obviously we do not know it in in terms of the scene um at the golf at the uh, mini golf we don't know what's like going through her head when she says that but in other like in terms of the video itself she's trying to you know contain the situation and make sure it's like as limited as possible you know in terms of the spread she has her come out with this statement and i think the show has a very powerful thing to tell us like about how you know we as a people just handle victims of these situations very terribly we don't have sympathy or empathy for them it's more of like a thing that somebody should be ashamed of rather than victim blaming yeah rather than Mm -hmm. someone has done something to them yeah slut shaming um and we know women are a very high percentage of like the victims of this and we need to do better to be able to make sure that yeah we we handle these situations with care with the touch that it deserves like with the human touch that it deserves so i think the the show did a really good job of just letting us know that there's a much better way we can handle these situations because Kili having to put out a statement was very, very wrong. Mm-hmm. Even a very it, strong statement, I must y- say as well. Yeah, like putting out a statement in itself might not even have been such a bad thing. It's just the content of the statement. It, it went straight to, I apologize. I should never have done this. These pictures, yeah. th- this video should never have existed. You know, yeah. I dropped the ball here. I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. I was like, yeah. wow. Like you could see the hurt she immediately felt upon reading that as she just like left the office. And I think Barbara on some level might have agreed because Barbara was looking yeah. at her like, oh, how is she going to react to this statement? You know, especially since Jack didn't even bring it herself. She said, I'll take care of it. Then wasn't able to get the video removed, which I actually, I'm not sure what her plan was for that, to be honest. But she comes up with this statement and it doesn't even present it to Kili herself explaining, okay, I think this is why this, this could work. Just like coldly sent it. Like that was... She switched from being girlfriend to being boss very quick in that situation, yeah. which was kind of yeah. cold. Yeah, very cold. And I know the the relationship started off as very sweet, um, but it's really showed us like how being with like a billionaire, I mean, I'm assuming Jack is one, but being with someone that rich mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. can really just have its effect. Like once the power dynamics are not even, um, but yeah, um, I think the the show did a very good job of just letting us know that we need to handle things like this better. And it also puts in a scene where we see Jamie's growth, basically. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have many lines in this episode, but in every part of it, we see the deodorant line. Uh, <laughs> deodorant seems right. But yeah, we see him just Link's take accountability right. and go to... Keely and be the first person to really properly apologize and like just I, I kind of had a feeling that video was forced for him I just had this feeling because it felt like based on I think over the course of the show we've been we've been, we've been showing different stages of Keely and I feel like the Keely in that video reminded me of the Keely from the earlier seasons um the way that she the way she spoke um I've never, I didn't hear her call Roy babe that much, but she said, hey, babe, at the beginning of the video. And I think she used to, to say that to, to Jamie. And it's just the kind of thing that early Ted Lasso Jamie um, would really have gone for. In contrast, her the relationship with Roy and even with Jack, they spent a lot more time together. Um, so there wouldn't have been much need to be like sending videos or sending content back and forth. They were just together all the time, I think. So and then obviously after the way Jack reacted, we knew it wasn't for her. And then after the way Roy reacted, it's like, okay, hmm, what's going on here? Like clearly it wasn't for him. So it's either it's Jamie or it's somebody from a previous relationship that had nothing to do with Jamie. So um, seeing Jamie go there to apologize was, was an interesting thing. And it reminds me of his reaction when the news actually came out. Like when Sam said what happened, Jamie was very quiet. Roy was very quiet. Um, and I thought that was that was interesting because Jamie essentially was thinking, oh, how did this happen? Like, is this something that was sent to me, right? You can see him kind of processing in that moment. And he said he deleted Mm -hmm. everything and he forgot about the emails. And, you know, I was actually reading some articles about this and, you know, people are saying that this is a very upsetting, um, maybe the most upsetting Ted Lasso storyline in in a while, in a good way, not that the show did a bad job or Mm -hmm. like, or that it's, you know, kind of exploiting the issue. It's kind of like, you know, it's drawing light to something that we should be paying attention to. And I think we all agree on that. Um, but there were these conversations about, you know, was Jamie kind of a dick for holding on to that stuff so long after they were broken up? Because this, this leak was recent, right? That means it wasn't deleted before yesterday, right? Yeah. I think um, we can no, all agree on he, that. No, no, but he said as well that he deleted all of it when she was with Roy. That like yeah. this thing happened. I think it was just um, was it something to do with his email. But like he, yeah, yeah, he, he said, it, said I think there was a copy realized, in his email. Yeah, so once he realized oh, that Jamie, uh, sorry, Roy and Keely were serious, he, he deleted the everything. rest of what was yeah. left. Yeah, and it's yeah. interesting, you know, we it, it brings up conversations as to you know how long it's okay to keep those things because it's oh, like, yeah. and I like that they showed the team having a real conversation about that. Like there were so many yeah. different perspectives. I actually really enjoyed that part of the episode because yeah. there were so many parts where, some, where somebody could be could be watching and be going, huh, okay, I didn't think of it that way. Or, oh, okay, I agree with this player, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I feel like it's, it's, it's a question of like, when you're no longer in the relationship, are, is it like, is it still okay for you to hold on to those memories? 
someone will say, well, you know, those are memories that I was involved in. It's my relationship. I should still be able to keep that whether or not like the person is with someone else. That's still a part of my life that I don't want to just erase. Mm-hmm. And then another person will say, well, you know, the contract for holding on to those things expires once you're out of the relationship. So you should get rid of them. Yeah. But then like, you know, that that's where that's where kind of the disagreement comes in. It's like which side is correct. And I think that's that's a difficult thing to figure out. The only thing that we know for sure is that people shouldn't be, you know, exposing other people's stuff. Right. So then yeah. we lead to, it, it leads to this whole thing where the team is uh, well, first of all, it's it is always funny to me how much influence Isaac has over these guys. <laughs> yeah, but, it's like a perfect man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it leads to a situation where he's like, okay, everybody delete, 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 delete. And I yeah. think that, well, I, I guess that's so, the safest way forward, quote unquote. I don't necessarily know if that's a way forward that all viewers will agree with, because I'm sure everybody has um, an opinion on that, on that issue. And I definitely encourage people to watch that part again to see like all the different perspectives. Because I, I think there's two conversations, right? That I think the first one, like something intimate, I think that has to go immediately. Like, I think like there's no wiggle room there. Like, you know, if you guys make a, a raunchy tape or whatever, I think that has to go immediately, first of all. But then when you get to memories, I think that one's a bit more um muddled because like like you were saying, I was actually listening and I was like, I, I can see the argument for both parts. Like, you know, like I've had like ex-girlfriends that like, you know, some of my best memories were like, oh, we went to this, we went to that. And it's like, you know, maybe one day I want to look at those pictures. But then also, um, at the same time, like I find myself that like, you know, most times when I get over a relationship, it's like, I don't really want to look at those pictures. I think of the memories and I'm like, you know what? That was nice. You know, that kind of But thing. I've moved on. Yeah. So I, you don't really want the pictures as an anchor because it's just something extra you have to explain. Like somebody sees it now and it's like, oh, who's that? And it's like, oh, it's the whole story. And it's like, yeah. you know, part of moving Fair forward enough. is like, you know, you need to try and like, I guess, kind of tying into something Rebecca said, but in a different way, like, don't let yesterday hold back today. Like, you know, you're not going to like have anything to do with that relationship anymore. So anything that's going to stop you from, you know, looking for a new relationship or progressing with your life, you probably should leave behind. But again, like I said, like, I can't sit, stand on a pedestal and tell you that that's absolutely the right thing to do. But when it comes to like intimate content, I feel like, yeah, that that should go because it's like you and that person are not intimate anymore. Do you get so like the access you had that got you that thing is gone. So that thing should be gone. Like similar to like in my current job now, I've got access to a lot of files and stuff like that. Like when I leave the company, I lose access to that. But even if I have like copies on my laptop or something, like I'll get in trouble if I don't get those out of there. Because like the access that allows me to have that is gone, so it should be gone as well. So I feel like on that level, like that should be gone, you know. Um, yeah, very interesting conversation. But, like I said, yeah, it's, it's it's something where like everybody will have a different perspective, kind of. Yeah, I think I I mean I agree. I think people have different healing healing time or healing processes. Um, I think one thing that is that I definitely agree with is if you're if you're holding on to that picture and you haven't healed, not intimate pictures, but say, for example, maybe a date out or like a, a night out, for example, if you're holding out to those pictures, maybe you haven't healed, then I can see why you're keeping on to them. Um, but then once you're consciously making that step forward, I don't see a reason why those pictures should still be with you, to be honest. Like personally, mm. obviously yeah. everyone has it, but personally, 
I don't see why they should be because it's it's kind of like what's there to see like in your head you know these things like but if you see the pictures like what exactly are you reflecting on or like yeah th- this is why because it's kind of like it only just because if i see pictures of my friends maybe from five years ago it's kind of like oh yeah we had this very special time and it's like a very good memory but then when you see a picture of someone you were with and it's like oh we had a special time but we no longer talk and then all of a sudden, like, you're reflecting on what could have been or if you get what I mean. like Yeah. Yeah. It might not help I, I, Yeah, like I say, it yeah. always depends on the memory. Like, obviously, we went to see Arsenal yesterday. That was your first time. That's a special memory for you. Yeah. And I was there with you as your friend. But, like, let's say you went with your girlfriend now. And, like... True, true. You know, and you people split up. That's a memory that you will want to hold on to. True, like, true. you know, yeah. this is a club you supported for, like, 22 years. Yeah, true. You know, all the way in Nigeria, like... For me, like when I first went to the Emirates, I was like, I never thought in my life I'd make it here. Yeah. Like I wouldn't want to be like some people would say, sure, that's why you should take some pictures with only you and them. Yeah. So but <laughs> but like <laughs> but like those, that kind of people thing. Are feeling kind of vindicated right now. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, that's the thing of like there's just certain things that you know that will be very hard. Um but you know, like I said, it's a case by case. But I think like at the end of the day, the intimate ones are the real like problem. Cause like you know, a date picture leaking. What to do? I had an yeah, ex girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you know, and we see that thought process as well when it comes to calling. Right, everybody's mm. deleting, but he wants to do his deleting in private because he doesn't want anybody to see what he's deleting. Right. Yeah. And then you know, I don't know. <sighs> Isaac kind of barging in and grabbing his phone. I don't know I why Isaac was, was assuming... That was invasive. Yeah, I don't know I why Isaac that. was assuming he wasn't deleting. It's like, bro, he's deleting. He's just sitting outside. Like, what's the issue, right? And it's funny because um, Apple TV Plus, they, you know, they show like kind of the, the thumbnail and this and the synopsis sort of of, the, of yeah. the next episode. So the next episode says, Colin and Isaac's friendship is tested. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> so, so now no, I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, I read down, I was like, we're they friends? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. No, 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 jokes apart. Like, I don't know. Like, obviously, no, no, I get you. Like, we haven't seen them interacting too much, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but like, I, I feel like they're friends. Stuff. I feel like they're I friends. Know, I, like, we've seen them. I, I you remember know when, when. You know when you have work colleagues? Yeah, it gives work yeah, friends. Yeah. yeah when, when you're outside, you're not hitting them up. Like, you know, let's chill. <laughs> thing, I, feel like, I feel like the guys on this team actually, even if they. It's like in specific groups. I feel like they do hang out. I remember that one time um, Sam was texting Rebecca. Um, he said Addison Lee. <laughs> and he uh, and literally like Colin was there in the background going, jumper, jumper, jumper. <laughs> but like Isaac was there too. Like, because all of them were going to the club. I feel like that was, yeah. like that's one instance of them hanging out. But I, I, I think, you know, Isaac definitely cares for Colin and he just wants to make sure he's fine. And Colin obviously is defensive about this particular issue. Um, so now that Isaac has seen what he's seen, I don't know if the best decision was to just immediately walk away because that made Colin feel very like, oh, now what, you know? But I feel like in the next episode, this maybe they wanted to save it for like the next episode to show how they will interact. I don't, I, maybe Isaac could have probably handled that better in the moment and said like, you know, it's okay. But that probably would have been a whole plot thread for the episode that we might not have had time for. So I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. how they address it in, in the next episode, if Isaac yeah. is supportive think- or not. I think it was realistic as well, dude. Yeah. Because, like, putting myself in Isaac's shoes is, like, a lot of different things. It's, like, 
oh crap, first of all, I fucked up by taking his phone. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I am ashamed because, you know, like, again, I've invaded his privacy. Third, like, he hasn't told anybody this. Do I have to swear this to secrecy? Like, what, yeah. what am I supposed to do with this information? So it's just like, and obviously, Isaac is portrayed as a very, what's the word, like an old school kind of guy. That's just mm-hmm. very, you know, straight and not straight in the sexual sense, but like just very to the point. Straight least. Sure, but like, yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. Um, So it's like, you know, for him, it's just like, it's a shock, first of all, because like you won't expect it. He'll feel like, oh, I know this guy. Like I should have known this or I should have seen a sign. It's just like, this is out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, this is why he was trying to do this. I've messed it up. This is a lot. Let me just get out of here. Like uh, um, and stop making him feel even worse kind of thing. Do you guys think there's a comeback for Keely and Jack? And also, do you think like from here, Colin opens up to the team where he just keeps it between himself and Isaac? I think this is where he starts to make the decision. I don't think he's even considered telling the team yet. But now that mm. you know Isaac knows, he's probably yeah. going to going to think about it. I mean, based on what I feel about Isaac, I feel like Isaac will probably end up being in a situation where it's like, whatever you want to do, it's fine. Uh, I don't think Isaac would like forcibly out him or anything like that, but, but yeah, like I think it's in any case it's helpful for someone as, you know, generally capable as Isaac to be the one who knows, because then he can sort of protect him. Um, yeah. but but yeah, like I don't know, I don't I, I I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see how, how that relationship, is actually tested, um, in the next episode based on this. And as for Keely and Jack, well. <sighs> The idea of her leaving in that moment, yeah, like the the idea of her leaving in that moment is definitely, is definitely sad. I don't, there's a part of me that's like, well, she was a love bomber anyway, but then, you know, I don't want, I don't want Kili to be sad. I don't actually don't even want Jack to be sad. So I feel like, I feel like hopefully she, she returns and they can actually discuss that if they do split, let it be, let it be because there's like a conversation was had as to, okay, we fundamentally disagree on this one thing. I guess yeah. there's no moving forward for us rather than, you know, I think I should go and then you just don't come back. That's weird. Yeah. And even when Jamie came the next morning to um to talk to her, first of all, you know, he does it he does it off the phone because he's like, Yeah, I don't I don't want anything that can be yeah. tapped <laughs> at all. Like <laughs> clearly I'm doing I badly think here. Of it that way. No text. So yeah, and I was I was just wondering, like, oh, I hope I hope nobody takes any any pictures of, of of him at her door or anything like that because these paparazzi be lurking sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Um, but actually, speaking of people being, you know, kind of intimate at home, should we talk about Nate? Bro, he's... <laughs> I have so many Nate's notes, man. He's, he's um, a very interesting fella. Um, I mean, him waking up next to Jade was... First of all, with, I was like, wow, you've with you his arrived mouth here. Fully brushed, I was like, bro, he won. With his, <laughs> What did he take? <laughs> you know, like his man brushed his teeth. The guy like showered, shaved. like shaved. He went. He to was the doing everything <laughs> in his life to make sure he didn't give Jade an ache. Like, that was what yeah, I was telling Chile doing as well. Like Nate was doing all these things that you know, like when when we're younger, like or when you're like oh, if, when people would say like in secondary school, people would be like oh, if you got to spend like a day with Beyonce or something, all these types of things. That was literally the energy Nate was giving. It was like, I cannot like, do I anything at all. I was like, 
my man stood up on time to go and brush his teeth and I was like, I can't give out money. Bro, how can you go? Imagine, I just keep imagining that conversation with the neighbor. He's like, oh, did he say, like, oh, bro, there's something wrong with my plumbing? <laughs> yeah, that's probably <laughs> like, what he said, man. <laughs> just like, and then he showered and shaved as well. I was like, okay, that was yeah. where it was too far for me. Like, I, I, I can get brushing because, you know, some people are very, very, what do you call yeah, it, about yeah. morning breath. Yeah. But like... What is wrong with morning breath? Come on. Bro, it's natural. But You've like, spent time with somebody, they stay overnight. That, 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 that being said, Jade is a criminal for doing... My guy said, oh, how, how's your... <laughs> she said, that. Ah. Jesus nah, if I was Christ. Out, if I was him, I'll shout blood of Jesus. Come on. Jesus Christ. That's terrorism right and there, on, man. Like, on top of that, <laughs> she had no problem with him hearing her pee. Like, bro, that stuff was loud. <laughs> I fe- but, but I appreciate that and I appreciate bro, it that's her way honest. that's her way of telling him that bro be it's yourself okay. like don't do not do this kind of stuff because, because I, you know yeah. early bits of a relationship especially like when you're in like knit shoes like you feel like you worked hard for the woman kind of thing you're trying it's a chess match of like you know are we where this is calm are we you know um, there's always the joke of like how long do you fart in front of your girlfriend how, how so, many mm-hmm. dates do you do you let them hear your pee Hmm. Yeah, peace, calm, man. Like no one is even calm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, peace, calm. I mean, everybody peace is fine. Okay, and it's a number two. So one date. Them words. You love the door shut. Nah, uh, but, <laughs> yes, yeah, of course. But leave, leave nah, the tap running. That led to actually. You love the door because women want to hold it when you pee. But I'm not going. Bro, no, the first date. What kind of word are you saying? Eh? Wait, hold on, hold on. I want to hold it when you pee. Bro, what kind of wild dates are you going on? Yeah, like. We need a new podcast for this. No, no. Explain yourself. What does it need to be explained? <laughs> wow. Explained? No, but honestly, the thing leads to one of my favorite lines of the episode. What terminology would you best recommend describes our relationship? Nah, like, if someone actually, asks. I was dying. <laughs> the way he asked like, is actually so, like he asked it in, even the way he asked that question is trying to avoid giving her an ick. Like you get yeah. me? This guy does not want to end up in an Ohlone thread. <laughs> like he's just <laughs> like. <laughs> the guy. But you know, what's, what's very funny is, that, not funny, but we just see how someone who is probably in his mid 40s and is in his first serious relationship, how they would probably be handled it. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen him ask. Isn't he his mid 40s? He should be. Oh, I mean, like come on. Look at my man's hair, it's gray all over. I, I always no, thought the like hair. I thought the hair was just a metaphor then. for something. I feel because everybody yeah. treats me like a kid. I thought yeah, maybe he was like his hair used to be twenties. His hair used to be jet black in like previous oh, yeah, seasons. True. It was only yeah. when he got to West Ham he started gray. Yeah, I, I don't feel know if like he was trying to suck up to Rupert or something. But either way, you're, I don't you're, know about twenties. Like, I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah no, like someone someone who is in his adult life, yeah, like full grown adult. Either way, this is his first. Yeah, you're right. Is his first? Like we see in the previous episode, he's asking his sister and his mom, "How do you know if a girl likes you?" You know, that's, that's, that's usually a question you'd probably have asked, like, when you're 13, 14, probably yeah. 18, at, mm-hmm. like, average. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then we see how someone who's, like, new to all of this, like, how he's handling it. So, yeah, it's, he was funny in that, in that, in those scenes. Yeah, it's funny. But, but like, like I said, it's something you learn when you grow up. Because, obviously, now, at these days, like, oh, somebody leaves you because they could hear your pee. They weren't the one for you, bro. I'm sorry to break it. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, not, it's not your pee or whatever. They just read the word. That's um, just, yeah. 
But know. as a kid, it's like, you know, ah, I am, you know, every, you, you, you kind of introspect a lot. So everything is like, was your fault kind of thing. Like, look at him dancing around asking, what are we? It's like, yeah. <laughs> but I like I, her though. She's made him very comfortable. Like, she hasn't. Yes. Like a lot of people would probably, you know, like I can't handle this. Yeah, make the person feel insecure. Like she hasn't even tried to make it feel like it's his first serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, probably, I don't know if it's not if it's naive. That's the word, but like every just inexperienced question he's asked, like she's just like played it off. Mm-hmm. You know, even with the breath thing, like just yeah, she let him know it's okay. Sprinkling yeah. those germs all over his face. <laughs> very jovial. Oh God, I, I actually I think, already showered. Yeah, because the whole thing with like the the labels and stuff is like, oh yeah, if you're into labels, I feel like in her mind it's like we can be boyfriend and girlfriend, but he's the one who is like dancing around it, so she's kind of just giving him time to get there. But eventually, she says boyfriend, and he was like, oh okay, you know that makes sense. Yeah. And she and, and she's already been like a very supportive influence to him, like telling him like you know enjoy your victories, like. Because man played this dance, nice. like I'm already on to the next one kind of thing. And she's there, she's being supportive. I don't I don't think the show has told us about her knowing anything about football, to be fair. Yeah. But she's yeah. still she there. She stays which, there, yeah. You know, which and is nice. I think honestly, it, it's 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 interesting how now that he's in a somewhat better place mentally, he's now trying to, you know, recreate the supportive environment that he had. Like yeah. you know, when when this guy got up from his chair and started smiling, I, I when he called you for that meeting, I was like, No way. No way. And then like and and then he said Love Hounds and I, I said out loud I cringed holy to be shit. I was like I what to is be honest. Good? Like I said out loud holy shit like in all caps because, <laughs> because What killed all, me was like Like did he, he really re- invited Bro, he invited Rupert to this. To do what? <laughs> nah, that would have been so fucking Jesus awkward. Man. Understand. Like did Rupert know what was what was what was happening, and then he's that's he why he definitely didn't know because like the other two guys, they <laughs> didn't know. Yeah, I think they Rupert just told that babe to say, "Yeah, I'm not coming, no matter what it is." I think Rupert <laughs> was just like a power play. Like, why the fuck is this guy calling me for a meeting? Like, no, like forget that. But then it's like, love even how, the guys he called, like, why would they? Like, it's not as if he's ever been particularly nice to them, and they're incompetent. Like, Disco has been divorced three times. Roger is hopeless. Like these guys, they, they kept asking if they were in trouble. But like Nate, Nate was that. also very like yeah. selfish because like Roger was trying to talk about like dealing with aging parents. He didn't even hear him. I was like, that's, yeah, he said nice. I'll go I, first. I want to talk and about then he yeah. did, so, and then I he mean, it. <laughs> aging parents and love hounds. Maybe <laughs> he was like, this is not the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know why he came up in that name, man. He just wanted to get like budget that, but it, it just shows that no, the name shows the agenda of what he ha- he wanted to discuss because like Diamond yeah. Dogs is a lot more encompassing. Like that one is just yeah, like, exactly. Love how Diamond Dogs like, are an institution. Roy thinks he's not part, but he's there. He's so, definitely there. Like no, he's it's, always it's a guilty chipping pleasure in. Now. It's he's a always guilty chipping pleasure. in, dude. From outside the room. (laughs) 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 Talking of the love hounds, like you might, you spoke about um, like Rupert's, you know, having like a power play with Nate. I like how the show like just always shoots scenes side by side. Like at the start Mm -hmm. of the episode, we see no one would be happier than Ted Lasso, coach Ted Lasso, and then we just see Ted Lasso so depressed. Mm -hmm. And then we see the love hounds, we see um, Rupert declining the call so quickly. And then in the next episode, in the next scene, we see um, Ted 
and Rebecca talking about like the same theme, love life. And they were talking about it so freely. And so like, you yeah. see that different relationships that th- this guy has with his boss and this guy has with his boss and how different mm-hmm. it is on the same subject matter, to be fair. So, yeah. yeah. yeah I, really I think another thing, another thing you even said was that like, look like West Ham was just given like abusive culture. Everyone is like, oh, are we in trouble? Are we in trouble? Literally. Yeah, exactly. But like, Richmond. After he has said yeah, something like having, dumb, dumb line. Yeah, like uh-huh. ri- forgive me for that. Rich, <laughs> Richmond, you're having Leslie sprinting through the stairs for gist, and you're like, Literally, <laughs> yeah. look, at, look at the difference. Nah, like, Leslie was, was about to faint, struggling I, for that gist. <laughs> and Ted even still, like, the fact that he's still bringing biscuits, God love that number. That, that that's Bro, number one consistency, and, man. Yeah, yeah, and the fact yeah. that actually he ta- he when he he's leaving Rebecca's office, he taps that little tree. The tree coat hanger thing at the door. Yeah. And I wonder why he does that. I feel like this is not the first time we've seen him do that. I wonder if it means something. I think it's like a good luck thing. I think he did it in yeah. the first episode or something. Maybe. Yeah. Well, he should send good yeah, luck to his son. But so now, we've, now we've touched on, on Ted. Ted. Yeah, because yeah, so... his son is... Part- Are you about to talk about how his son is participating in late-stage capitalism? <laughs> Will was killing me, man. No, we are participating in late state capitalism right now. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> guys said Will. game or child labor. What's the difference? <laughs> hey, my goodness. <laughs> oh, Trent Cream with the bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, nah, nah, Richmond but, is uh, such a great environment, man. Yeah, it's, it is. It's such a great it is. I love how they even always show us that they're lawn- the lawnmower. The guy is so diligent. Like every time they, they show us the like, establishment, oh, that guy is just there, like, you know, quietly, yeah, like, that grass. cutting his grass. <laughs> <laughs> Always on the job. <laughs> uh, but now, Ted being so hung up over Paris is so hilarious, man. Like, but then we just see every character just basically prove him right. Like, yeah. Rebecca is even trying to console him. And then he's like, where'd you guys get engaged? Paris. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what do you guys think happened in Paris? I have to say, the show not letting us know, that's um, like, that's a power play from them to us. Yep. Because, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. How can you just do that? <laughs> the dynamics between the lasso writers and the audience. Does he know? <laughs> oh my God. Like, honestly, based on Michelle's reaction, hmm, like, I think, okay, I feel like I'm wrong here, but the feeling I had when I saw her reaction and the way um, Ted kind of like was behaving towards her and also the fact Rebecca called him, the math that I immediately did, which I'm still evaluating, so nobody should ask me this next week, but I feel like maybe (laughs) Jacob asked and she said, no, I'm not ready. I think so too. I said That's kind of how I'm feeling right now. I don't know. Yeah. Me, I, what I thought was a bit different, like what I thought was that, you know, at the beginning, like Jake was given very like insecure, jealous kind of vibe of seeing like how she's laughing at Ted's jokes and stuff like that. Where my mind went to was that he planned this whole thing to propose, but after all that, he kind yeah. of held back. He bottled. Yeah, I feel like he bottled yeah. it and then Michelle was expecting it as well. That's what I feel. Because even when she was talking about it... It was too obvious. Well, I guess that could also be like... Yeah, that could also be like, you know, she said no because she was just trying to downplay the whole Paris trip. But what came yeah. to my mind was that like, Jacob could just couldn't go ahead with actually proposing. But how long have they been together that he that he'd be trying to propose? 
what I would even say is, bro, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm with Ibubi on this one. I think he definitely proposed and she said no. Because she's mm-hmm. not ready. Like, look, you can't beat that Ted Lasso Riz, man. No, like, but, but like, <laughs> no, no, but like, my point, she still has, she's still, bro, look at the start of the episode. She has, she's, she's busting laughing. Like, Okafo's love. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Okafo's love is. Okafo's love. Okafo's love, man. Nah, because Jake is out of pocket. How can, how can my son come to ask for money for the machine and you're putting your hand in your pocket? If I, if you do The audacity of your stepfather. Are you insane? He's not even in, a stepfather. Yes. Step he's he's trying to put together presence. a CV. Anybody with respect like, would have looked at Ted and be like, oh, do you, would you... I would just wait Ted and tried, see what would happen. Ted tried and brought out... Two of them not having money is actually crazy. They, they have yeah. changed before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like yeah, the reason because like you know, like Michelle was very excited about Paris, so I was mm-hmm. like, and the way this show builds it is like everybody just believes that Paris is for engagement. So I feel like she was excited about that at the time. But then that's why I feel like she wanted it. But then the guy bottled. That's what me I feel happened. Mm-hmm. But just because of that reaction, because I feel like if she wasn't up for it, like the moment he said Paris, she should have. Like the vibes would have been off. Like, oh brother, he's actually going to do this. <laughs> I'm actually going to have to say no, kind of thing. Oh no, Jigger. But she was very gassed. Like, oh, it's a surprise. He said we're going to Paris, and she told Ted. And obviously, she knows. Like, she was just beaming when she was saying. Nah, that. but also now that he touched on it, would she really tell Ted about like? The whole party sounding so excited. If she thought yeah. she was he was gonna propose, no, isn't that a bit no, somehow? No. But like yeah. also she had to now because they didn't tell Ted anything until they were there. And she, because Ted was like, enjoy hiking in the English countryside. Yeah. And she was mm-hmm. like, Well, actually, we're going to Paris. Because but she had to she, tell she him. Did, because she didn't know either. Like it was a surprise. Like she had just found out. Fair. Because me, I was thinking of, of like she has to tell him, like they're leaving Henry with him now. She has to like he has to know where they are. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. it's just that different energy when she came back. Henry went on like, his own journey in this episode, from uh, from doing child labor mean, to going to West Ham games to reading Marcus Rashford's book, <laughs> like <to> shouting <laughs> it. I really feel for him though. Like I, I feel like as There's a, a child divorced as a. <laughs> As a child of divorced parents and divorced parents who are in long distance, that must be rough, man. Oh. Like, especially it must be rough. And then on top of that, you have like your mom's boyfriend who is trying so hard and like, you're not into that. It's like, nigga, you'll never be my dad. What are you doing? Like, I, I found yeah. that so funny. Like, so French just, man. no, dude, that was so illuminating what they did there because when he's running into the car, Jake is holding out a high five and he doesn't actually high five him. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's some insight. And you know, Harry is very, like, very friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very like, friendly. So for him to, to just air it. Yeah, that, that's, I don't think we've gotten that kind of, because I guess we, we've now been made to wonder, because Ted is wondering, what is this boy's relationship with Jake? Yeah, like? with, yeah. And now yeah, we're seeing that actually, yeah. maybe the guy is still actually trying to get through to, to Henry and yeah. it's not working because Henry's like, 
why are you here? Because <laughs> Ted is not in this episode. As, as a hitter, it gave me very big satisfaction. Just, <laughs> I'm sure he like did. That. I was that was very sweet. I was yeah, like, because Ted Ted was spiraling, man. When he was asking Henry, like, "Oh, does he read to you like this?" Yeah, all these types of things. Yeah. He was actually just spiraling. Yeah, and like, yeah, like what you guys were saying about like feeling for Henry, like that beard and Henry scene about like the song "Dead Jews," and it's like, oh man. You know, it's it's peak. And that's where Rebecca gives Ted that advice. Like, look, yes, don't let yesterday stand um, in place of today kind of thing. Like, spend yeah. your time with Henry. Like, you actually see that, like, it's so weird. Like, Jake is trying so hard to be friends with Henry. But, like, Henry is doing everything he can do to stay connected to his dad. His dad yeah. He got into football because of his dad. Like, he started yeah. playing, he started watching. Even when he came, it's like, he wants to watch football because, like, oh, this is what daddy does. I need to yeah. get into it. It's like, oh, why do you like the Beatles? Because my dad does. And, you know, mm-hmm. that, 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 like, when he said that, it kind of broke my heart because it's just like, oh, wow. Like, he just loves his dad so much and his dad can't see it. Um, Not even that he can't see it. He's just not sure. He's just in that very no, insecure space. I think he's yeah, he's 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 not he's um he's sure, yeah, but like you said, he's in a very insecure space. Like he's he's so hung up on Michelle and honestly, where is his therapist? In the midst of his spiraling, she needs to step in. What's going on? She's li- well, I swear I don't, um, I don't know. Ted's hours her. expired. His hours have expired. Yeah, when she messaged him on the thing, like <laughs> he has the end of your hours, Mr. Lasso. <laughs> And man, wow. man, man needs to subscribe. My goodness. Well, yeah, um, I'm very interested to see what happened in Paris. Um, geez. So now I have to think of a new location. Interesting. Bro, I was, <laughs> I was like, I thought this was my thing. To be fair, mine has always been like Clefontaine in Paris. To be fair. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Please, Project Zimbabwe cooking as well. That's the drug, man. No, I like... like uh, Riz Master. You know what? Next episode, I'm going to introduce you as Riz Master. Bro, bro, bro. Now that's Ted, man. Too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bad. Because that, that Clefontaine air, there's something else brain there. You want to cook Mbappe? Yeah, Inside, I need it. Go to... I need it. <laughs> <laughs> I need that retirement plan. <laughs> that's hilarious. That oh my hilarious. god! I mean, as long as it's thoughtful and uh, and everybody involved is happy, you know, yeah, what's yeah, the opposite yeah. of thoughtful? The sun, definitely. We'll have all the roses and stuff. <laughs> I like that. Like, nah, I'm always here for Daily Mail and the sun being the, the, shot on in the mud. They should just be in the mud because, bro. I don't know why they exist as institutions. I don't know why they still Those people like exist. gossip now. <laughs> That's the game, man. Gossip. I mean, there's gossip and then there's, there's you know, very... Violence. Yeah. There's no honor. Just, yeah. And, you know, when there's gossip, but there's gossip that's clearly twisted in a way to serve a very bigoted crowd. Like, mm. yeah, to get those clicks. So... I don't even want to get into the sun because the crimes that they have committed is, is plenty. <laughs> But um, yeah. Any final thoughts before we round up the episode, guys? Ibibe, Ima. Um, yeah. I just think it was a really good episode. I think also buried between all the great stuff in the episode is also like Richmond are doing better. Like they won games in a row. Um, so total football is kicking in. Um, 
But yeah, I'm just interested in like where we go. I feel like Roy will be disappointed in himself for mm-hmm. thinking the way he thought. But it also shows you like a leopard can't get rid of its spots overnight kind of thing. Like Roy has become more emotionally mature and stuff like that. But um, I don't see where he goes. I don't see what happens with Jamie and Keely. Um, and yeah, I did. I just, I'm just excited to see what comes next. Basically, like for most of these characters, like what are we? I don't see what we're building up to at the end of the season, kind of thing. Um, and I guess there's a chance this is the last season. So it's like, I think it is the last season that's announced. Yeah, anyway. it is. So it's like I want to see like probably like how the whole thing gets closed off and yeah. things like that. So yeah, it's just you know like my interest is peaked and. Yeah. Yeah, Nate's redemption is coming, so I have to brace myself and accept it, even though I don't quite like it. You know what? The redemption doesn't look like it's cooking well because <laughs> Rupert messaged him like, "Sorry that this guy came and you know he, he deleted the text." Yeah, I mean, he's I he's still trying to, I guess, please Rupert. Maybe in his mind, it's like being sympathetic towards Ted, who you know he feels could. Jeopardize yeah. his position oh, yeah, with true, Rupert. Oh, yeah, true. Actually, true. Yeah, true. True. Because I know he. Because yeah. I mean, his his initial reaction was, you know, it's fine. I'm glad Ted is here to to watch how I'm doing. Because he wants yeah. to connect with Ted somehow. He just doesn't feel worthy of that at the moment. So, yeah. hope I don't know. Maybe maybe the quote unquote Nate redemption is 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 on its way soon. We'll see. I mean, yeah, this we'll is episode see. eight now, right? So, we'll see. We'll see about that. How about you, baby? Yeah, I think it was nice. Um, one thing that um that we didn't really mention that wasn't at the forefront but that i like is that rebecca also seems to kind of be in a good place like mm-hmm. earlier in the season her whole thing was like i want to beat rupert i want to be Ru-. i don't think she's really over that yet because i mean they are winning so there's no reason for her to currently be complaining about it we'll really know if they get into a situation where like they're not doing they so well again. and she's like you know let's just make sure we win because you know you know the team the fans the shareholders whatever the case may be rather than you know um rather than oh i just want to beat rupert Right. She went from, I want to destroy Rupert's life to, I want to beat Rupert to, hopefully, Rupert can just do Rupert's as long as yeah. he's away from me. So we'll see. Yeah. Rebecca I, th- I thought it was a nice episode. But yeah, no, nah, thank you guys. Um, I thought the episode was very good. Um, we, I think the few last few episodes have probably had like more plots than this one. We mm-hmm. kind of just mm-hmm. focused on, like, it was more concentrated on, like, a f- yeah, like, it felt like a character. chill episode in a way. Yeah, it felt like a much chill episode. We didn't have that many punchlines per se. It was more about, like, teaching us, like, it was obviously Ted Lasso is very educated, but this one was very, very educated rather than, like, passing it through, like, puns or, like, um, humor. But yeah, I'm looking forward to, like, Ima said, like, how the close it off. You mentioned it everybody in the last episode that we're in the final stretch now, so. Yeah, let's see how it all comes out. Um, yeah, so thank you to our listeners for listening so far. Um, we're going to end it here, but um, I'd just like to say a big thank you to Ibubi Anima again for coming. Ibubi, are we seeing you next week? You should. We'll see how it okay. goes. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, lovely. So we're in the final stretch of the season, and we've transferred in Ibubi. We <laughs> finish on a high new signing. You know, one more contract. Let's see how this goes. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you, Ima, again. Beautiful studio. (laughs) Couldn't be more grateful. Um, I'll hand over now to Bankole for his discussion with Lewis Evans. Thank you so much, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to so far. And I hope you enjoyed the final stretch of the episode.
Yes, that's right. I love Ted Lasso too. It's not just Chido and Emmanuel. And today I'm lucky to be joined here at the dog park with someone who's had the opportunity to love the show up close. I have known him for a while and he's been off doing cool things, but luckily we were able to get him to spill some Ted Lasso secrets. He's run down and up the stairs to make it. Guys, he's here to join the Diamond Dogs. It's Lewis Evans! Thank you so much for having Lewis, me. How are you doing? Very, very good. Um, thank you for having me on. Obviously, I know we've been speaking previously, um, even back on maybe season one and two about potentially having me on, but um, I don't think we ever really found the time. But I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm, I'm keeping some cards close to my chest. Maybe not saying all the secrets yet, um, but maybe by the end of episode 12, maybe maybe we can, can tell it all. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, obviously, it's been a long time coming and we plan on taking advantage and having you back after the finale to at which point you can spill all the secrets that you have in your head. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned it, like you've, season one, you've been involved in this show basically from the beginning, like even not from the first episode, definitely from the first season. So I guess we can just start there. like. How was that been? And also, like, was there points that you you realized, oh, this is gonna be special. This is gonna connect with people because people might not remember, but like, this this show was fighting against the wind. Like, I watched the Ted Lasso like NBC adverts when I was in uni, and I was like, what they're making a show about that that's not gonna be great. And then I watched two three episodes, and I was like, oh wow, this is actually good. So, like, what? How was the feeling on set when making season one before anyone had even seen the show? Um, very, very, very mixed. Um, I'll start at the very, very beginning because when um, I think I got a phone call uh, from an agent uh, that I'd worked with previously, he knew of me and he just phoned me up and he said, Lewis, uh, can you play football? And I said, I mean, how well do you need someone to play football? You said, I'm an actor. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah, like, I'm an actor. I can kick a ball. Yeah, I play six aside every now and again. But um, And he was like, look, if you can kick a ball, if you're decent enough to actually play a game, um, I can send you through for this audition. And I was like, okay, great. Um, and the audition was potentially the weirdest audition I have ever done. Um, there was probably six uh probably 30 to 50 people um well, additionally, all, yeah all turned okay. up on the day wow. um and there was some like professional footballers there there was some people that had never even played football in their lives um mm-hmm. those guys went in goal um <laughs> it was just easy to chat them in goal and yeah so it was um we, we did a few dra- uh, training drills with the, wait sorry so the audition was actual football yeah sorry yeah i didn't completely wow football training yeah okay um it was nothing to do about being on camera um mm-hmm. all they cared about with the beginning was how well you could play football and i mean that's nice yeah, yeah. i mean it, what, what better way to do it and i remember we had um two ad's uh that were there and also it was the manager and coaches from hazen yedding uh the football club where we mm-hmm. film uh, all of the all of the training, all of the football stuff, mm-hmm. um, and they run our drills. So it was a few um, kind of warm up sessions, training drills, and then they said, "Let's play a match." And the, I was like, "This this can't be the audition, surely." Just 
playing football. Um, and I remember when I was a kid, I used to play. Um, uh, I used to play centre half. So when the guy's saying, you know, um, who who's a striker? I mean, everybody's hands goes up on striker. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So there's like forty strikers out of the sixty already down. Um, and then not sixty people, sorry. 30 to 50 people so yeah about 20 of them were like strikers and then they were like oh who's midfield few hands go up and I thought do you know what I'm just gonna sound I'm gonna say I'm a defender that's it I know I'm small mm-hmm. I know I'm not like the biggest guy ever but I was like I'm gonna say that I'm a defender and there was only a few people that put their hands up for defense now the really weird thing was I thought okay so they're gonna split the strikers up they'll split the midfielders up and add some more to the defense I remember once in that game there was eight attackers running at us <laughs> and there was two defenders me and this other guy and i was like look i've got to do something that mm-hmm. may show something off and there was this one guy um he wasn't uh he was on season one for a little bit he was so good incredible footballer and he just absolutely bombed past me and i thought I can't have that. So I just two-footed him oh. straight away. I was like, I, I can't let him beat me. And I was like, if he has beaten me, I've got to show some kind of character in something. Um, so I just jumped in, two-footed him. Uh, they got the penalty for it, and I think they, I think they scored. Um, but then I scored a volley outside of the box, and it wasn't a great one. It was not a great one. All goals all. count. All goals, all goals count, count the same. Yeah. And I remember I was playing centre back, and I, I sat at the edge of the box, and the ball came in from a corner, and it just kind of like it was like a, it just was it wasn't a good bounce, it wasn't a good layout, and I literally I just hit it as hard as I could, and it just kind of like bobbled along the floor, and somehow snuck in, um, which is why I said you have the people that don't play football being put in goal, <laughs> it makes us guys look much better. better. Yeah. Um, and I thought, you know what, it hasn't been bad. I've shown off a few bits of football, um, it'd be great. And then they said. So now is like the the culling point um, Mm -hmm. of everybody here. And uh, some people were to be taken off over to do like a camera shoot, um, a camera test. And my name wasn't called. And they were like, that's it. Like, go home. And I was like, ah, it's a shame. But it's still a good day. Like, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. it is what it Mm -hmm. is. And I got to play football for a few hours with and, and do some proper training drills with some managers and stuff. So it's great. And then... I remember I knew some of the boys that had kind of been um, kind of casted. So I'd see on their Instagram that they're doing things, they're doing this. And I'm like, oh, okay, they're, 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 they're doing Ted. And then I think it was two days before the very first day, um, I got a phone call and someone just said, uh, I can't remember who it was that called me. Um, but they said to me, they were like, can you come in for one day? And one day only. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, we, we need another footballer uh, to start doing some of the training drills. And of course, I'm not going to say no. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, great. Yeah, no, I'll come along. And I remember uh, doing the first day and I, got, I was given my shirt. I was given the same shirt that I wore um, for the rest, of the rest of my time with Ted. And Chip, Adam Hamilton, yeah. um, he come up to me at the end of the day and he just looked me up and down and he just said, you look good on that shirt. And that was it. <laughs> he, and that was it. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, how about um, how about we have you back in full time?" And I was like, "I'm I'm not going to say no." But when I started talking about this whole thing, and I said the the feelings were mixed, was there wasn't this? Oh my god, I'm in this like I'm I'm going to be working on this like massive massive show because at the time 
it was just the NBC mm-hmm. Sk- mm-hmm. sketches. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, it's, I'm absolutely like over the moon that I'm going to be doing a show. But I was like, I don't know what this is going to be. And, you know, think of all of the football programs that we have seen as kids and all of the football movies and TV shows that we've seen over the years. And there's not many of them that look great yeah, mm-hmm. or have done very well. So it was like, okay, you know, let's see where this goes. And the moment I knew it was going to be special was the second day on set. The day you were not meant to be part of. Yeah, well, I wasn't supposed to be there anyway. Um, And I remember um, we went into the changing rooms and it was our first day of shooting something in the changing room. And Jason come in and we I remember all of us guys being like, fuck, it's Jason, you know. and he came up to every single one of us and he shook our hands and said, hi, I'm Jason. And in my head, I'm thinking, I don't need to say that. Yeah, like, I, I kind of look who you are. are. Yeah. Like, don't, don't worry. Like, I know exactly who you are. But it was the, the way that they're obviously knowing that we were going to be part of a team that was going to be in the, you know, for the rest of the show. Instantly, it felt like there was a complete break between what uh between who he is and who we are you know it was just like okay we're all together you know we're all one team we're all one and there was not that how do i put it to make it into the right words um it wasn't like oh those are the big guys the movie stars and we're the yeah yeah, it it was not that it was literally like oh this is brilliant and then i remember very very early on we were having uh you know our lunches with all of those guys they would come and sit with us at lunch and it wasn't like, you know, all oh, the footballers sat over there and the other people sat over there. Everyone was just all on the same tables. And it was those moments where I was like, yeah, and even if the show isn't good, this is going to be something special. Um, and I think that for me was when I was like, yeah, no, nah, mm-hmm. this is something, something definitely, it's, it's going to go somewhere. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really, I'm, I'm trying to remember, I was just trying to check out messages for like, if I can't remember, obviously this was like 2020, I think. So I can't remember if I knew you were on the show going in, or I watched it and then saw you. I can't, I can't remember. So yeah, I wish I could. I wish I had something like on record. Um, I think, I think you may have like spotted me, and then I think you sent me a message and being like, "Is this you?" Yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure that's how it's like, come about. I was like, "Is, is this is this actually you?" I mean, we should mention that, like I said, we've known each other for a while. We met working at the Southampton Stadium. <laughs> which uh, is kind of a weird full circle moment obviously that like um speaking of i think they beat Southampton in this in this week's episode yes so like it's like do, we were working at the stadium and then now you're um on a football show um okay i mean that's that's actually a really cool story i don't think i knew all of that story that's really cool it's certainly an odd one you know it, it, it's not the way that most people would get into doing shows you know normally it's okay send me a self-tape of your face and you know say a couple of lines great and you probably don't even hear back from those from anything you know it's very rare um but to have such a weird un- well, not weird but an unusual way of auditioning for anything mm-hmm. and it now be this thing where it, you know it's it's been my job for the last three years it's, it's been what i'm like most proud of what i've been working on so yeah um yeah i i just realized that we didn't mention it but i'm, I'm surprised if anyone's listening to this fan doesn't hasn't put it together but you play one of the um team members in uh, part of afc richmond it'd probably be a good idea to mention yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually this reminds me now i remember 
and this is just a weird detail because I just have it on my notes, but I remember this season when people find out that, spoiler alert, if you're listening to this, that um, Roy and Keely have broken up. And obviously my personal captain, my my hero, <laughs> Roy Kent, runs into the room. And then you're one of the people that is holding... holding. <laughs> so I guess my question is, how does it feel to be that close to Brett Goldstein? Like, just um, talk to me about Brett Goldstein. Do you know, he... It's gonna it's gonna sound like a really weird thing, but you know, like you know his grunt. <laughs> when you're near him, there is a faint sound of a grunt coming from him. Even if he's not grunting, he's just got this aura of mm, the entire time. Yeah. So anytime he moves into a room or he comes near you, it's like you kinda gotta move away from him. You're like, oh, is he gonna is he gonna burst? But then he's like he's such a different guy to mm-hmm. Roy. Mm-hmm. I think he is the complete opposite guy. Um, well, apart from the swearing. Apart from the swearing, yeah. yeah. I mean, he loves doing that. I think he's bought into the whole idea of doing it now. Um, but no, such a lovely guy. And that scene where we are holding him back, I remember like doing it and we we're, we're, were proper, like, you know, giving it back to, back into him. And then as soon as the scene's finished, we're like, so, sorry, sorry, Brett. Sorry, Brett. <laughs> Are you okay, Brett? Sorry, Brett. <laughs> Just, to, you know, we don't want to upset well, him. I mean, that's two-time Emmy Award-winning actor Brett Goldstein. Like, you can't, you can't hurt the moneymaker. Yeah, imagine if we did. Like, the insurance, <laughs> the insurance <laughs> would be through the roof. Um, but he's, no, a great guy to work with. And someone, also someone that you, you don't want to work with on a very, very funny scene. Because he is he so... In, no, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't he break. Doesn't. Okay. That's okay. why you don't want to work with him because he just, he's got this, he's just this calm serenity about him when he's speaking and when he's, when he's doing his lines and his looks that he'll give certain people in, it's just so hard to not laugh at him. And, but he's brilliant. He's, you know, he's one of the best at it. Well, that actually leads to something I was going to ask you. And, um... This may not this may or may not be the final season. Don't answer. I'm not trying to put you in trouble. Um he's also not on videos, so no one's gonna investigate the looks you gave me. But let's just assume that let's go with the assumption that it is. What again, you aren't saying that it is, but I guess you've kind of touched on it already. But like what is something that you would actually miss about the experience of working working on tech, working with these people? Um something uh that's probably you wouldn't expect um mm-hmm. from me um you know the diamond dogs mm-hmm. it's very much that on set okay that's cool that's really cool actually yeah. yeah it's there would be so many times where us guys would come in and you know there is this there, there still is this idea that the way this oh we're we're all blokes we're all coming in the, we're a football team mm-hmm. and things like that and it's like you know, it's very easy to get into that character of just, you know, playing football and the banter and the, you know, all of the jokes and kind of, there's slight bullying on it in the sense, you know, when if someone like messes up a pass or something, you know, you give it to them for a while after. Um, but there'd be these moments where, you know, some guys would come in and be like, boys, I'm, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this thing that I want to talk about. Mm. I've got whatever it may be. And We'd be we'd sit there for two three hours and be like let's let's go through it let's let's talk what you're talking about and I think that that then instilled this thing of 
when we would come in, it wouldn't just be like, okay, boys, let's go to work. It's how's your week been? What's going on? Mm. And then at, there's there's an actual interest in what all of your uh, all of the people that you're working with that they started to have an interest in what I was doing outside of yeah. Ted, and I started doing it with them. And then it's just that inclusive inclusivity of everyone. Everyone was just together, and I think the vibe that you get from watching the show is exactly what. It was yeah, like I was gonna on. say you're really like. <laughs> people listening are going to be in tears. Like, you're saying that, like, the show is exactly what it is behind the scenes. And that's, that's a lot to take in emotionally. But that was really cool. That was, that was actually really cool. Yeah, I, I, and I think... Um, oh, God, I nearly said something. I shouldn't have. But, like, <laughs> that's, that's what I've got to be careful of. Um, but the... Anyone that I know that, like, hasn't been on season one mm. um, and has come in for season three or or whatever... And they've gone, I didn't expect it to be like this. Mm -hmm. They were like, this feels like what watching it is like. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah, I, I think that's what I'd miss the most. I mean, there, there's some boys in there that, you know, I speak to daily now. Um, you know, there's a lot of boys that I've, I still meet up with and do things with. And it's, yeah, it's even when it was five o'clock in the morning and, mm -hmm. you know, you're freezing, you're on the pitch in t-shirt and shorts and it's supposed to be the summer but it's actually like minus four degrees and just you know coming into work and not actually having this thing of oh, i don't want to be there it's i want to be there mm. um and i want to see the boys i want to yeah that that, that's really cool. that feeling was, that's really was, cool. was what i missed and and of course all of the other um things about being on a set like that you know like the the, the experience of learning the, the experience of seeing people like Brett and Jason and Phil doing their craft. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I will always miss that as well, but you know, those are a given. Yeah. And yeah, everyone's yeah. going to say those things. Um, but, but yeah, a hundred percent, the feeling and the vibe and the people, because I think without the people, you don't get that show. Mm -hmm. That was really you know, cool. Yeah. I think I'd, yeah. Uh, should we talk about the bottle take? Bottle take. So, <laughs> Oh, actually, I've got the exact timestamp. But if you guys remember last week's episode, episode seven, there's a one one take shot across the dressing room in which uh, Will Ketman is. Maybe that's one of that's one of the best, that's one of my best jokes on this show. The fact that his last name is Ketman. That's just that's just so good. <laughs> but he's like taking off bottles, and then it's like a one take shot. I'm, um, I th obviously I think that's to think about it now. That's obviously to show the teamwork within the team growing in terms of total football coming that they're able to do these things without thinking and they're about to, about to be a team where it becomes instinctual. And then the take finishes with somebody kicking a bottle into Will's tray. Who was that person? Number 33, Anders Rosenfeld. <laughs> and who plays um, number 33, Anders Rosenfeld? Um, that would be me. Um... It and was, do you know what? final question, was it in the script? Did anyone ask you to do that? No, no, absolutely not. Um, but there is a reason for it. You know, it, it sounds like I was being really brash when I told you about it. Um, but I remember it was, I can't remember when we started filming it, but I remember it was like at least midday and our finishing time was 6pm. So it was like, right, we've got six hours to do you know, however many scenes we had left. Mm -hmm. And there was this one shot and we're like, ah, oh, you know, great. This will be done in 20 minutes. 20, 30 minutes, this will be done. 
Um, it just it did not stop. <laughs> it was take after take, and then it would be all the way to the end, and then, and then the bottle would drop out, or you know someone would throw the bottle and it would hit someone else in the head, or anyway, the the what I think that shot doesn't show is how intricate the choreography was mm-hmm. in 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 the other people in the room as well, and where they were moving to to create space for certain other things, like. Very, very sounds like total shot. football to me. It was, yeah. yeah, it is total football. Um, and I remember we were getting to the last point of the day. This was like half five now. We were working <laughs> on this for like four or five hours. We were like, no, we need a 20 minute break. This is it's not going to happen. Um, and I kept seeing the bottle kind of just half falling out and it just wasn't incorrectly. Um, and I remember Chip. Uh, he also was like around us and he was like yeah he was like um he was saying to will like oh, maybe it's this what what else can we do what how can we get this right um and i just kept hearing oh, it's the bottle again it's the bottle again and i come out i think it was i think it might have been chip again he was like boys let's go last one if we don't get it we're not using it mm-hmm. like this this is not even going to be in the in the show mm-hmm. i think there may have been like one that was still pretty good like a pretty good shot but um there was this idea that you know if it wasn't got properly it's not gonna mm-hmm. it's not gonna work mm-hmm. um and i just remember sat there and the, the shot was happening and as it come round, um christo danny uh put the bottle in and it was just tipping out and i just saw this groan across the whole room of like oh like knowing that it hadn't and just some reason i just decided to flick my foot out and with the deftest of touches the deftest of touches just clinked it back into the center and the door shut and the most almighty roar ever happened and chip and i was actually afraid of him i'm never afraid of chip but i was afraid of him at this moment because i was like oh god I'm dead. Like, what have I done? Yeah, yeah. And he just sprint. He kicks the door down, very similar to what Beard does in mm-hmm. some of the episodes. He kicks the door down. He jumps over the centerpiece and just jumps on me, cuddles me, and everyone is bundling me. Um, and I think we didn't rap on time because we were just kept watching the same shot, mm-hmm. and yeah. everyone was just going mad. And I felt great. Um, and and a funny little thing that I've literally only just remembered was. I was only on the physio um, benches at the back mm-hmm. because I injured myself that morning playing. Oh, oh, so you were okay. So that's so I wasn't supposed to be yeah. on there, or mm-hmm. like I could have been somewhere else, somewhere else. Someone yeah. else. yeah. Um, but because I was injured, I remember Dan, the AD, he was like, uh, "Lewis, we'll just pop you there, you know, so you can you're still here, you know, but you can obviously keep yourself um, sat on the physio table." So. Some, somehow the so it sounds like both, both you and Dan saved the scene and then saved the show and then saved the talk <laughs> that's it, yeah. Like, yeah. Apple, if you're hearing this. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay, I mean, we're, we're going to wrap up soon, but I just have a, a foolish question. Let's, let's wade into foolishness a bit. Who is the worst person at football? You have to say, you just... <laughs> Okay, I don't want to put you in trouble. That is that no, that person seems um, to give you physical pain. Um, okay, tell me who is surprisingly really good. Let's, surprisingly let's, let's, let's really good. Yeah, tell me who's surprisingly really good. Um, Phil. Okay, so Phil Dunster. Phil Dunster. Um, I 
believe he was more of a rugby guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember in season one, he, I mean, he's still, he's still good. Um, don't get me wrong. But I remember coming back with season three and seeing some of the things he was doing. I was like, oh, this guy's trained. Like this, this guy, he's, he's gone away. So he's going to actually, that's, that's really he's cool. He's put some hours into this. You've, um, you've done incredible PR for, for Ted Lasso and, and it's cast member. Because that's actually a really cool story to hear that he went and actually trained on football. I, I, I think so anyway. I mean, there, there, there is a significant difference in, from what I can see anyway, from his, from first season, Phil, to, to third season. It just, it was weird, just like even the way he was striking the ball mm-hmm. um, in season three and some of the skills he was doing. And when we're like playing keepy ups and things like that, just some of the things he was doing, I was like extra good. Um, yeah, he was, he was, yeah, definitely, definitely up there. Um, Collar. Mm-hmm. I have never felt a man so strong on the ball. Who plays Isaac um, McAdoo, the captain? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, he didn't, I'm sure he probably didn't even have to audition for that role. Like, it's it's just him. And I remember yeah. once I tried, because I've got a bit of pace. Um, I, I was fairly, I remember Your we did some races. Your pace is centre back. You're the yeah, rare, I, okay. We used to do some races uh, back in season one. And yeah, there's some quick people. And I'd, I'd put myself in. I think I was in the top five. Okay. Could be wrong. If all the boys end up listening to this, they they're gonna rip me for it. I think I was in top four or five um, on the day, and I remember, and I remember, I knocked the ball around collar, and I thought, ah, he's finished. I've done him. I'm just gonna run right around him. No body check straight away. I was on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> like the guy has like superhuman strength. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other like the best footballer, Danny, Christo. Christo, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, he used to play for um, El Tigres. Oh, so he's. What, I did. I should have known. I did not know that. <laughs> I'm. I'm sure it's. I could be getting it wrong, but I know he was a professional footballer. Um, what? Well, he doesn't count as cheating. Yeah, but I mean, he's. He is very, very, very good. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure he used to play for El Tigres or... No, no, you're right. Estu- what was it? Estudiantes. No, he played for Estudiantes in the Mexican League. You're right. Wow. That's who he played for? Yeah, Estudiantes. Yeah, I, he's he's good. He's a bit more knowledgeable. You can see his vision of the game is there. Um, mm. But I've, I've got to shout out one person. Um, Go ahead. He plays Dixon mm-hmm. in the show. Mm-hmm. His name is Ash unbelievable footballer okay um slow <laughs> um lazy oh my god just when you look at him he looks like he's not even trying but he just oozes class like you know we, we play games where like we you know boot the ball up miles up miles up and everyone's trying to control it and it's bouncing off here bouncing off there and ash he just looks up not even bothered. Don't even move. Just straight on his toe. Ronaldinho esque, and his his ability on the ball, like it was, and I think that's why he was put. Um, uh, he did a lot of the the team stuff as well. A lot of the actual stuff that you might see in some of the games, he mm-hmm, would be doing mm-hmm. some of it. Um, Where does he play? Right back. Play player plays right back, um, and mm. it would be there's a forty yard diagonal we've got to do. Uh, give it a lash. 
Fair enough. Like because you'd get it done in two two takes. Um, and the reason you don't get it in the first take is probably because the p- person that's trying to receive the ball at the other end is messed up, not that. Um, so yeah, definitely the best footballer um, on the show. That's cool. That's very cool. <laughs> uh, Do you know what? I'm I'm probably the worst. I'm probably the worst. Are you saying that just so they don't come for you <laughs> when when they listen nah, to this? No, no. I'm. I mean. Yeah, but well, your PC, you have, you have that, you have that. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's where I'd be. But like, there are some people that actually, no, I'm definitely not the worst. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Still, I'm definitely not the worst. Um, I have one question for you, but I think I'm going to keep it for when you come back after the finale. Because um, I guess the final question is, any tease for the last four episodes? With that, um, obviously, within reason. Yeah, no, I I want to, I want to give you something. I don't want to be lazy and just, give it off um i think it's it's a mix of all of the feelings of ted like the, that vibe of ted mm-hmm. that you get all throughout okay that's it's, good. it's got it's got absolutely everything that you could want um to finish this season on and yeah you know, i personally i think it's better than season one's ending season two's ending um it's yeah so you basically you're saying that they're going to win the league. That's cool. That's cool <laughs> to know. No. Um. Finally, do you want to tell our uh, unfortunately only five listeners about Box House Theatre? Um. Yeah. Um. God. Right. Where do Where do I go with that? So, um. I have a. I. I own a theatre. I own a theatre company. Um. Which I started with. Uh. My girlfriend when. Uh. It was in COVID. Uh, we started up a theatre company and we have created our very own theatre style, um, which I'm not going to say too much about, um, but we are touring again this year. Um, so there will be chances to catch us if people are in, if your five people are into theatre. Hopefully um, at least one of them should be just by the law of averages. Um, there you go. Uh, um, what's your handle, the Instagram handle, so they can follow? Uh, Instagram is simply just Box House Theatre. Um, very very and I think it's the same like across the whole social media board mm-hmm. um, Box House Theatre and we're doing a theatre piece called Twisted Tales um, mm-hmm. and we start this week We our first show is on Sunday at Brighton so well, but there's loads more there's loads more coming yeah so follow them on Instagram and then see where if they might be in your city um, Lewis this was great thank you very much I have very very much enjoyed it um, and yeah, I can't wait to be back and to spill more beans. Spill all the beans that we have. Yeah, at least by then there'll be no, we would all know the same yeah. amount, so there'll be no I secrets. Get, I, I've been a little bit nervous on this one, actually, because I've gone to like think to say something, and I'm like, oh shit, that's episode nine. Well, like, here's, I can't say here's that. The, good, the good news is that you didn't say anything bad, but the bad news is that I am going to edit it to make it seem like you did. So... <laughs> If you see something keep on, that bit. Yeah, as long as you keep that bit, I don't <laughs> mind however you edit it. Uh, okay, no, thank you very much for this. Um was yeah, it was just I'm happy I was able to finally get you on. Um and I'm just it was great to hear these stories. It's very, very weirdly self um like life affirming to know that like the set is basically the show. Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. Um yeah, I mean look, you'll hopefully you'll be back by the finale. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I I love 
I mean, I, I love the show, so it's very easy for me to be able to talk about it. I love my experience on it. Um, and yeah, I talk for hours about it. Um, and this, because there's so much to tell, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. it, we're three seasons deep now. Actually, that reminds me, let's end on this note. Explain the pillow fight. How was that? Joe, as, as soon as you said that, it got me angry. <laughs> it got me angry. What happened? Um, it, it was a great day. Um, it was shot the exact same day um, when Isaac is given his big speech. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we were all, it was the, one of the best days I think we've had on set um, because it, it was one of those fun days. You know, nothing was taking too long. Nothing was like, oh, you know, we're not getting through bits. It was just so fast paced. The day was brilliant. Um, and that speech was hilarious and it was like right we're actually going to do the pillow fight today as well mm-hmm. um and i'll tell you why i got angry in a sec we get we got we got put into this big room and they were like look think of the lord of the flies think mm-hmm. just whatever you can find whatever you can do tie it around your head do anything that you possibly can to make yourself look like savages mm-hmm. um and i remember that they, they, they threw all of these feathers into the room um, and they blew him in with these big, um, like fans. Fans, yeah. And I think I can't remember how many takes we did, but we did a fair few. And the boys, they they weren't hitting with pillows. <laughs> Let's just say they they weren't hitting with pillows. They were they were hitting with their arms in the pillow, but all the pillows on the back of their arms, and they're just completely whacking people. And you know, you'd be running around trying to fight people, and you get like a you get a smack in the face and then something else. But the reason I was angry was uh, Coburn. He likes to be called. Um, or you probably know him as Cockburn in the show. <laughs> he went like that one though. He likes Coburn. Um, I, and do you know what? It was completely unprovoked. I remember I bent down to like pick up my pillow or something. And I looked back up and he was staring me dead in the eyes. And I went, what? And as I opened my mouth, he just threw all of these feathers into my mouth. And I had them, like, at the back of my throat. I was coughing, and I was like, Dijon, you killed me! That's hilarious. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was a brilliant day. Um, You never expect to go to work and be like, oh yeah, let's let's have a pillow fight, and you guys get paid for it. It was great. That was really cool. Okay. (laughs) Um... Just as you could talk about the show for hours, I could as well. So I think it's, yeah. it's safe for our listeners that we end it here. Uh, but yeah, you'll be back in a few weeks to talk about the finale. And guys, thank you. I, hope really, I really hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed this, Lewis. Um, Loved it. Yeah, and, and Chindran Emmanuel will be back later to talk about, or rather next week, talk about future episodes right after the finale. It may, may or may not join them. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for listening to this discussion with um, Lewis. And Lewis, finally, thank you again. Anytime. I'll I'll definitely be back. I'll hold you to that. (laughs) Bye, guys. Whether um, this is something that you'd like to add on to anything, um, just because I think it might actually clear up um, in a bit more detail who I am and what us, uh, what the actual footballers were for the series so um we were initially brought on as kind of stunts slash extras uh they wanted a team of footballers that one were able to fill up a room as a proper football team and to look like a football team um and to of course 
when we were doing some of the training drills and stuff that some of the actual football stuff could be passed to us for us to make it look realistic um and then of course when i said about like um ash dixon being the guy you know if we needed a 40 yard diagonal pass we pass it over to him and that's originally um why we were brought on but i think you can see it quite early on in season one where we weren't really used we weren't really there um there was never really any focus on us it was kind of you know we were extras um for the series and i think it was about halfway through um filming of season one where jason and everyone was like you know these guys they are actors like let's let's use them a bit more let's and i think what we what we ended up being was just we were always there to facilitate what else was going on so it was it ended up being a bit of a blurred line between being featured roles on the show and extras and doing the stunts of football it was a really really weird um combination of kind of our roles um and obviously that's why you can now see in in season three and stuff like you know a lot more of us us boys were getting lines a lot of us have got a lot more to do um and yeah really really interesting but the most interesting is bumper catch um in real his name is mo and he had never been in a tv show before never acted never done anything um and when the original audition come up and um, he was contacted because he is an incredible footballer um someone that i completely forgot to mention yesterday who is <laughs> he's up there i'd name him in the top two um yeah, he was asked because he knows how to play football and he's a very, very, very good player, um, whether he'd want to come along for the audition. So he came along to the audition, um, obviously got the role because of his footballing ability, um, was put into the team. And then at the end of season one, everybody got a call back to, you know, for, for, for the guys to come back and be in season two, other than Mo. Um he got a personal call or like a personal contact from Brendan or Jason, one of the one of the top guys, and um, asked him whether he would want to be promoted to one of the main cast. It's, just, it's, it's an incredible story, and I think it's um, there's so many stories like that in TED um, where just giving the opportunity to someone um, out of nowhere, and not that it's not deserved because it definitely is deserved but yeah just these small little stories of you know obviously there was this guy never been in a tv show before never acted before coming along to an audition probably his first ever audition um and you know he's now main cast and even after ted he's now he's doing loads and loads so it's absolutely amazing <laughs>